Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here, and a very happy Monday to you. I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well, getting ready for the game tonight. And my mind wandered to islands today. Islands are so much fun for characters to go on. It really is. They really are. I just looked at my... I have a copy sitting over here of Treasure Island, like the original island to go to. And in gaming, there are so many to pick from. Of course, there's always the Isle of Dread, one of my favorites, because you can do anything with it. To me, islands are like the ultimate sandbox, because you have an area surrounded by water that's a micro micro area, campaign area, that you can do anything with. And you can also, they can go there. It's almost like a change of pace thing. You can go there, and then they can leave. If you let them, of course. <laughs> so from Treasure Island to Monkey Island for Basic Fantasy to Isle of Dread to Swordfish Islands. Swordfish Island. And I just, I just Hot Springs Island. I just finished watching that review again. So it's fresh on my mind. So you want to do something with an island. Because the first, first thing I do when I look on somebody's map that they made or some published map... I start looking like, ooh, look at all these islands over here. Look at all these islands over here. I could do stuff with those. You can use them for many and varied purposes, not just a sandbox, mind you. So you've got islands that I would not make any bigger than, say, 50s, pushing it a bit, but I wouldn't make them any bigger than that. Usually around 25 hexes would be, would be desirable. Because you can make those like, I think the I think the Hot Springs Island hexes are 25 miles across, so that gives you a, a good bit of area to deal with, and you can populate with anything, like they did with the Isle of Dread, and also you can use them for specific things. You can use them for a pirate base. You can use them for smugglers. You can use them for na- uh, natives no one's ever seen before. Maybe even a lost. Because, like, Isle of Dread's got kind of a lost world type feel. You can do that. You can have dinosaurs and such like that on there. And as far as the campaign itself goes, that could be something like there's a war going on between two countries, and this island is like a... If if one or the other country can capture this island, that would be a prime great point for them to launch attacks. And so it's kind of like Cuba... For the, with the United States, the Cuban Missile Crisis, where the Soviets tried to put nuclear warheads on our underbit, you know, right on Cuba, like pointing to us. <laughs> and so, so it's a strategic thing. It's a strategic point that if one country or the other captures it, they could really do something. You can also make an island full of very dangerous things like cannibals, which you can be part of the the other thing, but. Like, for instance, Hyperborean, the Astonishing Swordsman, has an Isle of Ape Men, and they rule that island. So you, you go there, you have to be very, very careful. Not to, mention, not to mention all kinds of tricks, traps, and other things you can put on an island easier than anywhere else. 
Now, as far as where the islands are, I would put them at least a day's journey away, at least, because that way you can, it gives you a choice. I prefer two days because you can either, you can either do the trip with all that entails, encounters and things like that, fun stuff, or if you're pressed for time, you can just say, okay, you guys are there. I mean, you can do that with anything, but one to two days makes it a little more believable. I'm not saying that like a longer trip isn't believable, but more feasible. Let me, let me say that. So you've got like a one to two day trip to the island that, so it's very, very flexible. I like islands. Islands are also the, probably the most flexible thing is going to be in your map. So you've got that population. Do you want to make it a deserted island? No island is ever really deserted because there's always some life on it, especially if it's a jungle-type island and not a desert island. You've always got some kind of flora and fauna going on, if nothing else, if you don't have, like, indigenous tribes. Indigenous tribes. Now, you got to figure out if, if you want indigenous tribes or not, or just have the island lay fallow with the beasties and the plants and the things like that and things like that. Indigenous tribes are great because... You can either fight them or trade with them or do other things like that. If they know, if, if they are only a couple days away, you know, they probably know something of the of the mainlanders, the people over there. They may or they may not. They may isolate themselves. You never know. If there's something like cannibals or headhunters, you really got to be on your toes. And remember... Gilligan's Island was only a three-hour tour away, and nobody could find it for a long time. So, you got to take that into account, too. <laughs> I like to make them lairs and bases for things like pirates. That's one of my favorite things. I mean, and there's that's another, that's another plot hook right there. If you get hired by one nation or another, if you're, say, you get papers to be a privateer, and you know that they're using this base to attack sea lanes and things like that, you would zoom straight over there and try and take care of it. And pirates are so versatile. <laughs> and also the pirates could be privateers for the other country if there's a war going on or something. But if you just if they're just attacking the sea lanes and one of the one of the nations say, Okay, can you guys go clean these out? Easy peasy. You got 25 hexes or so to deal with. And and also you can make the island so strange. Remember Carcosa. I also have that book, Carcosa. And you got to remember, and that is a rather large, a rather large sandbox. It's with, well, they have 10-mile hexes, so it isn't that large. So we're talking... Oh, let's see. I don't know. Large hex, 740 yards. Large hex. Oh, I can't even read it. And it's it's a further, and it's a strange, strange, strange place that you deal with. I mean, we're talking almost eldritch, almost Chthulian. Lovecraftian, whatever you want to call it. Not as bad as Relay, 
But you do have to keep yourself on your toes, and they have different. You know, they, they, here's here's another inhabited inhabited island that's really strange. They have different men of different colors there, um, and it's just it it's just and there's like artifacts of old ages. They have alien stuff because aliens have landed there before. Um, even robots and other eldritch and eldritch horrors and uh, temples and all this other stuff. So you got this island. So it's like the weird island that just is there that nobody ever goes to. Maybe it's hidden under fog most of the time or something like that. Then there's the island of Doctor Monroe. That's fun. He's experimenting on animals. Oh boy, that's another that's another great plot hook too because you can do it like okay, this guy escaped. Where did he escape to? The island. You have to go get him because you're being paid to go get them, get him. And so you're you're tracking a criminal. You're tracking somebody who who's like, oh yeah, he was a he was a he was a years ago years ago he was a great highway. He was a like a big highway manager, bad guy. He was terrorized the towns and maybe a serial killer. Who knows? It could, and they and they no he had disappeared. You find out he escaped to this island, and. There he stays, waiting for a ship. Maybe he's waiting for the ship to take him back. So you've got islands. Islands just are plain fun. That's all I can say. You could do so many things with a small landmass like that. So you guys go ahead and use that. I'm going to go start my day. You want to talk about this or anything else, you can drop me in line over at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can give me a voicemail at Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you could have support the program, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Jonathan and Oliver, again, for being my supporters. You guys are great. And so, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.